and we're away. So thank you very much for making time to uh, to, to watch this today. Um, my aim, so it, the, the, the name of the webinar um, is uh, Whole, uh, How I Healed My Climber Wood. And my aim today is if I succeed in a, in a little way, I just help you make uh, your trauma a little less traumatic. Okay. If I, uh, if I succeed in a bigger way, my aim for you is that I catalyze some healing within you. Okay. Um, that's why I say, I hope, I hope I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to catalyze some healing in with you. It's some healing with you. And so a couple of years ago, I came up with this, uh, a little saying of mine, talking to one of my wife's friend, one of my wife's best friends. And the saying was, there's no such thing as a secondhand insight. So if I could bottle up, um, Diane wanted to bottle up some sun from North Carolina and, um, and, and send it to the, uh, send it to the gray, uh, the gray of the UK. Um, uh, so she was going to send the sunshine to us virtually. If I could send, if I could condense my probably 13, 14 years of studying this stuff um, and, and put it in, 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 into uh, a, a, an email and send it to you, or maybe more like a DNA result. If I, could, I, I got my DNA results uh, through from Ancestry. So if I could upload my, my learnings and my insights that I've had over the last 14 years to you, and, and you could just download them like something off the matrix, right? And and had and 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 have some of the great healing uh, experiences that I've done. I would do that. I would do that, but I can't because there's no such thing of a set as a second-hand insight. We have to see new stuff for ourselves. We have to do our. Uh, we have to have our own insights. We have to have our own epiphanies. We have to have our, our own epiphanets. So epiphanets are like, are like um, epiphanies. Uh, they're just a little bit smaller. Okay. So um, my aims. Got 47 people on now. Little aim. Make your trauma a little less traumatic. Big aim. Catalyze some healings within you. So the structure for today, we're going to break it down into essentially four sections. The first section is going to be healing, healing my primal wound. Then we have some questions after that. The next section is going to be what is the, the, the primal wound? And it's, a, it's basically my, my learnings distilled, my explorations distilled um, into some headings, under some headings and explored. Then we have some time for questions after that. Then there's going to be a, uh, a, a break, a comfort break. So if you, you need to get a cup, cup of coffee or you need to go to the loo or something, you can go to the loo. So we just have like a maybe three-minute three, three comfort break. Um, uh, then we're going to do the third section, which is some other ways to understand trauma. So other basically other metaphors, metaphors other than the primal wound. Then we're going to have questions after that. And then the fourth section is going to be uh, me asking you for some feed forward. Okay, so I don't want any feedback. I want to know what I 
what what I can do better next time. And I want to know what sort of topics you would like me to cover in my next Zoom. Right. So I'm planning another Zoom. So essentially, I, I'm I'm looking at this in, in, in three ways. Healing my primal wound, healing your primal wound, and healing our primal wound. So that's 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 the trajectory that I'm going to in, in in my work in the adoption space. Healing my primal wound, healing your primal wound, and healing our primal wound. And, and to do in that third section, in that third section, um, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be doing some um, some uh, fundraising to create some uh, to create some resources to help other adoptees. So that's but that's the third stage. So that's probably later on in in in, in this year and, and next year. So um, and also I, I, just to remind you, there will be a, a recording of this, and you're all going to get a copy of of, of the recording. I'm going to send that out to you, a link to you out on email. And when you get that, I'd, I'd love some more feed forward from you. So what you want to see in future Zooms. Um, okay. So the first section uh, is healing my primal wound. So a little, about, a little bit about me um, and, and, and three key points. In, in, in my life. So I'm 56 tomorrow. Okay. I was uh, born 56 years ago in Wrexham. So my birth mother was from Blackpool and I got, uh, and she'd been going, date, she'd been dating a guy uh, for five months and she told him that she was pregnant and he didn't want to have anything to do with that. Uh, unborn baby so he he signed she made the adoption plan she signed he signed the papers to say you know not having he was okay with the adoption all that sort of stuff um and my mum and dad told me my mum and dad collected me from liverpool home of the beatles uh february 1967 and um yeah february 1967 so uh, and they told me so so young that i was adopted i don't even remember when it was my mum tells me it was the day that they went to collect my um uh, collect a, a sister so they also uh, adopted a little girl not my biological family but through the same adoption agency in, in liverpool um yeah so they told me just before i was two i think something like that um and, and growing up i didn't have any issues with being uh, adopted and I didn't have any I, I had no challenge with that um I grew up in a, a, a happy loving family my dad was a little bit obsessed with work um I had some issues with bullying as I was growing up but overall uh okay everything went okay happy middle class stable life university ups and downs with girlfriends but no no right at the age of 40 my, so on my 40th birthday, my mum and dad came around to to, uh, to Tim take me and my wife out for for dinner, and they brought they brought a box of uh, box of things that I had um, that I'd left behind in my bedroom, my childhood bedroom, 18 years or so ago. Thank you, Angie, for your birthday wishes. Um, I 
And it, it, in, that, in that box was yeah. Teddy Bear. So people have heard about this Teddy Bear. Some people have heard about him, maybe not seen him. So my wife and my dad told my wife that night that the teddy bear was from my birth mother. I didn't know that. My wife told me. And I thought my first reaction to that was one of curiosity. They told me that I was adopted. Why didn't they tell me who bought the teddy bear from me? My mum reckons now that she did tell me who the teddy bear was from, but I don't remember that. Right? So my first reaction was gentle curiosity. I wonder why. A couple of months later, I was telling the story to somebody about the teddy bear. And I, um, I had this volcano, this volcano of anger came, erupted from, from nowhere for me, right? And uh, the, uh, some, so a lot of profanities came out, right? a lot of swearing came out of my wife, out of my mouth. I won't say them now, but essentially it was, um, she didn't love me enough to keep me. She gave me this consolation prize. And there's some swearing words, swear words included in that. Uh, so I had never thought about my birth mother before. I never mind har har harbored any negative feeling towards her and never felt like I'm unloved like this. So some people would say, well, that's me coming out of the fog. Um, some people must say, well, you know, the body keeps the score, as, as the book, the, the title of the book says. And, and, and what, you know, the, these beliefs, these feelings were, um, uh, were, were suppressed and then they came up to the fore. I, I really don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I was going through a bit of a tricky time at, 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 uh, in, um, in my business. My, I, I kind of inherited my dad's obsession with business so i was constantly worried about business and um i was and i was uh, in a low point in my business I, my business wasn't doing great and therefore i wasn't doing great and that i i think that that was a bigger issue than this suppressed this suppressed belief but kind of who knows um i've spoken to a few therapists and some of them you know the bright people but they can link anything with anything and i'm not sure whether that's me coming out to the fog but like it it, it's not, it's, it's not, um, I guess why I'm drawing that attention to, 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 uh, to that is because I think that I've clung, ho I've clung on to some beliefs very, very hard, right? I, I've, I've, I've seen stuff as true, which has not, which is proven not to be true. And so I believe in kind of like questioning everything in a, in a, in a good way. That's fine. So. Um, so I had this eruption my, she didn't love me enough to keep me she gave me this teddy bear as a consolation prize and as soon as those words came out of my mouth and the, like the, the venom's running through my, my body and I'm kind of shaking and it's a really visceral reaction so um, the, the woman that I was talking to said I'm a mum Simon and I don't think it was quite like that and with that, suddenly the volcano that had erupted stopped. But there was a little bit of white smoke still coming out the top of the volcano. And I thought, well, um, maybe adoption has messed me up and I'm not aware of it. That was kind of my thought. 
um, if I think back in, this is like 15 years ago. So uh, then the, the, the business, my business situation got, got, got worse and then, and then it got better. Um, I got to some, some success in business, but it proved like um, an, a hollow victory. I, it, 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 the, the business success didn't give me the happiness that I was, that I thought it was going to do. My expectations were completely wrong. So I then went looking forward and you know, I went, I thought, well, the business hasn't made me happy. Maybe adoption has made me unhappy and I need to go on a bit of a journey to describe, to, to understand. Them. So that's when my journey started like 15 years ago. Fast forward seven and, and learning, going on courses, um, reading books, learning mindset stuff and all sorts of different things. Not None of that actually in the adoption community because I, I couldn't find anything that, that was really about or or yeah i couldn't find anything i didn't go looking in the adoption community for for answers um i uh i went into the mindset world looking for answers i think in the kind of practical spirituality seven years later um i learned a load of stuff and I, and i was in a better place and then i read the uh, I, I read the primal wound and it and it it took me down the good news is obviously i'm here and i'm smiling it didn't take me down that far i actually bounced back out but we're going to back you know going to get that to in a minute you know i was in i thought i had a problem i was in this therapist chair and she was asking me about my search for my birth mother and i said that i i'd got her name and i hadn't taken any further than that and she asked me some questions about why. And then suddenly the image of my birth mother outside the, um, outside the therapy room popped into my head. And my birth mother was making some, a, a, a face at me, not like a face. Like that. She was, she, she was uh, in my view, rejecting me again. She was, she was rejecting me again. It was like a second rejection. Um, and I, I went kind of like ice cold. My whole body froze. Yeah. And my whole body froze in, in, in fear. Uh, and I, I went ice cold. And then I flushed full red with kind of anger. And, I, and I'm, I'm not going to let this stuff, I'm not going to let this fear stop me. So... I resumed my search for um, Patricia Joan Flan, um, a birth mother. So, about a year later or so, I think it was, I got my adoption file, and in in my adoption file, there's a letter from my birth mother to the social worker right, at the age of seven. Right? So, some of you, I've read this to a few people, but not many. So, I'm going to read it for you. So, this is from Blackpool. Um, uh, where this is from where my birth mother lived with her um, uh, with her parents and it's dated Monday uh, I think that's probably the, like, the 7th of February 1967 uh, and she picked me up from the short-term foster care on the Friday morning took me to the adoption agency on the Friday lunchtime 
and that's where my mum and dad collected me from. So the letter is from my birth mother to the social worker, right? Dear Mrs. Bellis, thank you for, for everything concerning last Friday, so the Friday that she handed me over. Uh, I, uh, and you'll see why I'm reading this letter now. I was going to buy a teddy bear for David, that's me. So you're talking to Simon, Jonathan, Ben, um, or you're watching Simon, Jonathan, Ben, but I, I was David Anthony Flower. That was, those are the names that she gave me. Right? I was going to buy a teddy bear for David in Liverpool on Friday, but because we met a lot of traffic, I didn't have time. I thought that the parents wouldn't mind if he had a little something from me and was upset when I hadn't got him one, a teddy bear. Please do you think it would be possible to buy him a little one for you, to, a little teddy bear, for you to send on to him? I don't know how, I, I don't know whether this is highly irregular or not, but I would like him to have a little something from me. Also, thinking that I was, thinking I was giving him a, a teddy and didn't do so makes me awful sad when I see teddies on display as I did in Lewis's on Saturday. So Lewis's is a, 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 like a department store, like a Macy's or something like that in, in Liverpool. Please may I send you one, a teddy bear, to give him. Sorry to trouble you. Yours faithfully, Patricia J. Flower. So as I read that letter, and I, I, didn't, I didn't read it with a lot of, I'm not, I'm not very, Good at like, like dramatical stuff, right? I didn't read that with a lot of a lot of feeling, but I kind of detached from it. But as I read it, like eight years ago, the tears just flooded down my face, and, and I'm getting goose pimples now, right? I'm, uh, so yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm 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 feeling. It. I don't know if you're you're feeling this or not, right? Um, but the tears flooded down my face, and they were the tears that melted 20 seconds, 20 seconds of my life, I harbored negative uh, anger towards my birth mother and, and, and feelings of that she didn't think I was good enough. 20 seconds. But the, so the, the, the hot tears melted the cold fear. Um, and and I, I felt, I felt her pain. I felt her powerlessness. I felt huge empathy for her. I actually felt that we were one. So some of you heard this metaphor. I, I came up with it a couple of months ago, right? So this time of year, my swimming pool is shut. So I go to another swimming pool and it's a, it's a big pool. It's like 60 yards, 50 meters long. And they divide it into two. So there's this barrier that, that, that's plastic, like hard duty, heavy duty, but you can walk on it. This barrier that raises up from the bottom of the pool to divide this one big pool into two little ones. And as I read that letter, it was like, the collapsing of the wall between me and my birth mother. I felt we, we too became one. 
and what I know now know that is is actually me becoming one with a lot more than just my birth mother. This is like a this is a, like a bath of love, right? This is a big swimming pool of love, and and this is the well, I I have been to rugby matches, Scotland versus. Um, my wife's Scottish, so we go to Scot Scot Scottish rugby matches, Scotland versus France, Scotland versus in Italy, Scotland versus other countries. And when the national anthems get sung, although I'm, I'm not Scottish, everything, all, all thoughts kind of drop away and, and, and my, my goose pimples come up like they're doing now. And I feel at one with everybody in that crowd. And I've had that feeling... I've, I've had that feeling at, at, uh, at pop concerts as well. I went to see the Killers in Sheffield and I felt as one. I felt that I was at one with everybody. So this is, I, I say this phrase quite a lot on the podcast, right? So it, the fact that we are one spiritual being having seven billion human experiences. One, one spiritual being, one being, there isn't, we are one shared being. Spirit isn't freaky deaky, like Indian, Asian, Buddhist stuff. It's, it's just who we are at one. And, 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 and that's, that's the, that, that sense of love. That's, that's, that's the healing space. That's the healing space that we touch. Um, and, at a more kind of prosaic and more everyday language, you know, we say, I can't make it. I can't make it to your, your birthday party or whatever, but I'll be there in spirit. That, that's, that's what the meaning is, it, the, the spiritual side. And, and, and the more I speak to all you lovely people that come on the podcast and hopefully will come on the podcast in, in, in the future, the more, I, the more I speak to you and the more you echo this as well, that, that, that this the the healing space is that space of love and it's that spiritual space it's not psychological it, it's deeper than that you know we are we are not our feelings we are not our thoughts the answer is upstream in who we in, in who we truly are so um that's my uh that's my first section um healing healing my uh, healing my primal wound so um, would anybody like to ask any any questions? I say I, sh I forgot to ask you that. I forgot to ask you to type in questions as you, as you went along. Sorry, I'm not great on the logistics on this, guys. Um, so, would anybody like to ask me uh, any questions on on kind of like uh, the, 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 that stuff and, and healing my healing my primal wound? If there are questions, I'll take them. Give you. We'll take a couple of minutes on this. If if not, then I'll move on to the second question. Second section is totally totally okay with me. Any any questions? Have you met your mother yet? Um, thanks, Nadia. No, I haven't. Um, I she actually died in two thousand and two. And people go. They always go. Oh yeah, so sad. Thank you, Nadia. Yeah, people. That is the common reaction. And yes, it is sad. Yeah, it's totally sad. 
And yet, the feeling that I had, uh, the feeling that I had with her, um, the feeling that I had writing that letter, I, I felt truly, truly connected with her. And, and, and to, I guess, I'm not a religious person, but I, I guess, you know, that, that's what we say. People say, well, we'll, we'll see them in heaven. I, I haven't, wherever she is, wherever is a heavenly place, I, I, I've already felt connected with her. So the pain of her, the, the, the pain, the, the, the pain of her, her, her loss is, is, um, is not something that really um, uh, gets me. Um, uh, Sabrina, okay, uh, so sad. Uh, with your sister also being adopted, how does your adoption story impact your sibling relationship? I can't really answer that, Bethany, because I've got nothing to uh, to to uh, to compare it against. I've only got I've only got one fellow um, um, adopted sister from a different thing. I, I would say that me and my wife, uh, me and my <laughs> that was <laughs> I'm very close to the line. Um, uh, I, I would say that me and my sister aren't, aren't close. She she moved away to Switzerland when she was seventeen and. Um, so I said she was not I'd be 19 at that stage so she's lived away for 36 years and we weren't particularly close growing up so but I can't answer the question because I'm got thing no closure for you um well not uh, no closure with the death um in in a conventional sense but for me the closure was in the letter actually um Sabrina Clance um uh, Sabrina you're doing great usually speak Usually speakers have help in fielding questions. Thank you. Uh, did your mother have any siblings, Diane? Yes, she did. And um, it was her her brother, my uncle, that confirmed that she had died. And um, confirmed the belief that I had that she died. Uh, she also had a, a middle sister as well. Um, uh, next one. Did you find that once you knew you were angry, it had affected your past life decisions? Like things you felt guilty for, you could... Find reasons for them now that you could understand this inside anger. Great question, Joe. Um, I think I've done some other learnings that had helped me before with that stuff. Um, so I would say, not not really. Uh, uh, Nadia, do you have siblings? Um, well, I never answered that in another question. Um, are there any, any more questions? If not, I'll, I'll move on. We are scheduled for an hour. Um, so I've done half an hour. I kind of hoped I might be a bit further on. So, but I think we're doing okay. And it, I can definitely take a, another couple of questions if, if they're short ones like that. Um, okay, we'll move on then. Thank you. Um, oh, by the way, the fact that you, answer, you asked me some questions really touched me because uh, it shows me that you're you're engaged in in it and you're and you're asking questions i when when there's no when there's no questions i think is there something i'm i'm new to all this stuff my, my the, the main my main guy that i'm listening to at the moment nothing to do with adoption but everything to do with consciousness he's been studying his stuff for 45 years and teaching it for 10 um Thanks, Vin. Vin says I'm doing great. Oh, that's a direct message. Um, uh, so yeah, he's been he's been doing his stuff 45, 
and, and teaching at 10. I've been doing my stuff. Um, I've been doing my stuff maybe 15. Have I been teaching it? I've been, I haven't been teaching it. Um, I've been doing some work with adoption agencies and, and adopted parents. Uh, done a few, three, maybe three webinars of my own outside the adoption space, but I'm, I'm finding my way here, right? So that's why I'm looking for your feed forward. Like, what do you want me to do? Concentrate on more better. Maybe what I can tune better next time. Uh, uh, Joe says, it's like yoga. We teach to learn. Cool. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm not, I've, I'm trying yoga. I did try exercise classes. It didn't really work for me. I'm a, I'm a swimmer and a walker. So um, we'll move on. Right. So the next phase is the next section is what is the primal wound so for me reading the book if i look back on it now the primal wound for me was and it's it first struck me as a diagnosis and actually there was a lot of relief around that i thought i'm not going mad um and I think a lot of adoptees, uh, a lot, a lot of adoptees uh, feel that. Um, so I, I watched the uh, the, the second um, Top Gun film a couple of months ago, and you know, like when, when you've got, uh, you know, when when he's, he's up in the in the planes and and they get missile lock, right? So they've got, they've got this heat seeking missile, and the heat seeking missile gets locked on to the enemy fighter that they're going to blow out of the sky. And then and, and when they're doing the practice training, they, they know that they've got a missile lock. There's, you know, we know that they've got a missile lock, right? That's what I, I think our, 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 um, our, our, our minds are like. They're like they're reason-seeking missiles, reason-seeking missiles. We're, look, we're looking for a peg to hang stuff on. And, 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 um, and the diagnosis, and, and, and when that, when when we find that peg, there's a relief in the diagnosis. So the seeking stops, and and, and we found an answer. And it's like, um, yeah, it's hallelujah. I found an answer. Um, but that, for me, that 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 kind of relief was short lived um, because I, I found it profoundly disempowering i thought well I'm, i can't be unadopted and i know some adoptees want to rescind their adoption I'm like i don't that that idea never <laughs> I, I, I it wasn't my adoption experience was good um you know the, the primal wound perhaps uh, was more like a paper cut if if it was a wound it was a paper cut and 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 for some for some adoptees, it's more like a, you know, like it's a sharp bite, you know, it, mine's tiny and, and, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't compounded by other stuff. So I know, you know, you've got that, um, the, the transracial ad adoption piece adds another layer of complexity. It's another layer of trauma, right? So there's, if there's, um, if there's, um, if there's abuse that goes on within the, the, uh, the, the, the family of origin before adoption or the, the adoptive family after the adoption, that adds another layer of, uh, of, of complexity, another tron. So I, I think of it like a, a, a cake, right? So you've got the primal wound at the bottom, you've got things like transracial adoption, you've got international cultural adoption, those issues, 
and then you've got like the the, the tra- trauma, like neglect and abuse and stuff like that. It all adds up. So my, my cake's fairly thin, and 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 and, and the slice, um, it's only got that one slice in it, and that and that slice is fairly thin. So that's why I say that for, for me, having spoken to other uh, uh, adoptees, um, my life has been a cakewalk. My prime, if I if I have been primarily wounded, it's a paper cut, um, not a shark bite. So, and yeah, it, it was profoundly. I, I thought I was stuck with it, um, and uh, but as I, I I didn't stay stuck with it. I kind of something within me. Uh, I was talking to Vin about this um, this morning. We've got this curiosity, this this curiosity of this life force or something. There's something within us, within us that keeps us keeps us curious. It keeps us going. It keeps us, you know, as he's saying, if 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 you're in the if you're in the SH1T, keep going, keep going, you know, and 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 with and um and 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 you'll get you'll get to the answers. You you're here because you're looking for answers, and and those who seek answers find them those who don't that some people just who, who numb like you know i've done some numbing in my time and stuff especially around concern about business and try to stuff them stuff stuff negative stuff down um i will um um sorry i've lost my chain of thought I've done my I've I've done my searching. I've done done my searching both for my adoptive parents. Um, I found out where he is on found out where my birth dad was on uh, on New Year's Day. Uh, I haven't. I, I know where he is. I know he's in Lancaster, which is about fifty miles away. I haven't uh, I haven't called him yet. I haven't contacted him yet. But maybe I will. Maybe one. It was never about him for me. It was always about my birth mother. Anyway. Um, as I've done my exploration, as my curiosity has sent me deeper into understanding this stuff, understanding the primal wound, what what, what I've what I've realized is that for me, right, this is just my opinion. I'm only sharing my opinion. And I'm I'm not, you know, clearly I'm not a therapist. Um, I'm just an adoptee sharing his experience and, and his learnings. Don't sue me, any American people. I know I know you want to. Um we talk, I was talking to Vin about this, you know, that like we're you're ahead of us in so many ways, um, uh, uh, Americans, uh, and, and one of the uh, some of them are good and some of them not so good. Uh, and the one that you're ahead of us is, is the litigation stuff. And so, uh, I have to put this disclaimer in, uh, and I'm kind of joking with you, just, but I'm not, I am, I am, am I? I don't know. Um, for me. Being disconnected from our path, uh, from ourselves, from our true selves, the spiritual essence, the essence of who we are, the consciousness, the life force, um, whatever you want to call it, that uh, we all, every human being, is disconnected from who they truly are. And me as an adoptee, I hung that. Uh, I've hung that on on two things in my life. Uh, business and adoption and and I've been wrong to do that on both occasions I am not my business and I am not my trauma I am not my trauma 
We are not our trauma. Our feelings are not our beings. Right. Rupert Spire is the man for this game. So for me, it, 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 the, the, there was, uh, it, it, it was uh, the primal wound reading the book was a diagnosis that I believe, my opinion, was a misdiagnosis. Maybe I just read the book wrong, but who knows? I'm going to come back to the answers when I've done this section. Thank you for them, listeners. Uh, so primal wound is a diagnosis that may prove to be a misdiagnosis. And I'm getting a bit hot just on me. Turn that on. Um, the next thing to me is that um, the, the primal wound, before I realised it was a, dis, a misdiagnosis, it kind of became a belief for me. I believed I was wounded and, and, and that weighed me down. It weighed me down. And, um, and you got me, you know, I've done a lot of work in the mindset area around beliefs. Well, kind of like, well, we're, we're not born with them, are we? So they're not essential to us. They're not us. And it, it's really hard to see the picture as we're in the frame as one of my favorite mentors talks about. It's hard to see the picture when, when you're in the frame. It's hard to see our own beliefs. It's far easier to see other people's uh, beliefs. Um, and, you know, like beliefs, what are they made of? Um, right, so what's the primal wound made of? Uh, it's kind of, it's, maybe it's made of trauma. Well, what's trauma made of? Made of feelings, made of thoughts. Yeah, it's a thought, and it's like, but it's a thought. It's a thought that's that that you know, like we 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 we're born when we when we're kids, our, our our minds are quite fluid, aren't we? And then they become set. You know, there's this word mindset. It's so it's it's almost as if our our beliefs, our thoughts are water, uh, and our beliefs are like ice cubes. It's like they they. There's a solidity to them, you know, there's a solidity to them. And that solidity weighs us down. That's my take on it, right? And as I say, I've been looking at this stuff for 15 years. If I could, and I, I listen to maybe an hour and a half, two hours stuff while I'm walking the dog and driving the car and this stuff. I, I don't know how many hours of learning I'm trying to compress into one hour, but it, it, it's a lot, right? <laughs> um, and you know, like, and these thoughts are, are, are these thoughts true? So, there's um, there's a, a, a professor of a Harvard professor of medical children's centre or something. He says there's there's no there's actually no clinical, sorry, no scientific proof, no scientific. He makes a distinction between clinical proof and scientific proof. There's no scientific proof of the primal wound. So is is the is is the belief is the belief true? And um, I mean, my my head's full of all sorts of rubbish. Absolutely, all sorts of rubbish. Um, I know it. So what I'd actually like is we've got one of those leaf blowers. Um, autumn time blows all the. I, I, I think. 
I, I, I think I'm like a mind blower. Do you know what I mean? Like just to blow away all these, all these beliefs. Um, because they're not true, and 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 they're not who we are. You know. So we look at this. Look at and, and we can look if if we're looking now. One of the coaching models I. I, I use when I did, I did a lot of work with um, kids in schools. So you look at your, your your outcomes and what drives your outcomes. Well, what you do, what 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 drives what you achieve, what you do, what what drives what you do, how you feel, um, what drives how you feel. Well, it's not the weather, despite the fact that we think it is. You know, feelings are an inside job. They come from they come from our thoughts, and and the, the central thought. The, the, and where do they come from? That that central thought. You know. Um, uh, our identity uh, so some uh, an adoptee uh, the other day said we we our we are our environment we are like so and I, I thought you know so we get this we get this stuff wrong I get this stuff I've had this stuff badly badly wrong in the past so if the primal wound is a belief, my belief is that it's a false one. Okay. There's hope that one. Um, so what is the primal wound? It, 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 it's, it's, it's a diagnosis that's a misdiagnosis. It's a belief that's false. It's, you know, that, that, that liar, that, that liar in, the head, in our head that tells us that we're not good enough. That, that pretty much everybody's got. It, it tells lies and lies on the truth. We, we're looking for the truth, the truth of who we are. The truth will set us free, as they say. So um, the primal wound is, uh, you know, it, and it's a metaphor, right? The primal wound is a metaphor. So metaphors make the invisible visible. They make the invisible visible, like the invisible man, right? So you've seen that, um, some of you have seen that film. So the invisible man, you can't see him, Till he puts his clothes on, till he puts bandages. He can't, he obviously, he can't put he, he can't put a shirt on his head. He, he, but he, so he puts bandages around his head, and that makes him visible. And puts bandages on his hand, and that makes that that mean. It, so we're taking something like feelings that are abstract and they're 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 not visible. They're not. We can talk about them, but we can't put them into concrete terms. And and they they the, the metaphors make them visible. And that's great because we can talk about it then. And I and I if if it wasn't for the primal wound, I wouldn't be able to throw more metaphors at you and, and question this metaphor. That's what I'm doing. I'm questioning, I've questioned the metaphor and I've found it to be off. And I've got some better metaphors, I think, and more accurate, which I'm going to come to know. So the uh, yeah, the the metaphor, and I'm gonna so I've explained what a metaphor is with a metaphor, and also this is maybe getting a bit too funky. I'm looking at time. Um, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. So it has its good stuff and its bad good good side and the bad side. So it allows us to talk about it, but it makes a it makes something that is not a thing a thing. And when stuff is things, then they're more serious and we're more worried about it. Okay, so I'm gonna look at so that's that's my series. That that's my um second section. Um and I'm going to have a look at the questions. Uh, uh, I have had uh, Anna, this uh, this Anna, Anna Maria. Uh, I have had adults read my children's book and having a, have a similar reaction, not even realising the trauma. Cool. Tina, 
when you describe your paper cut of adoption, am I wondering if you have an suspected being in so many adoptive spaces, do you think adoptives have a higher tolerance for pain? Um, I'm not sure because I only know my experience. Would I suspect it? Perhaps. Um, talking to some stuff from Vin like, and some other guys that have been through shark bites and, and multiple layers of, a, of trauma, maybe i don't know i mean you've th there's the thing uh, uh, when we think of, when i think about um um transracial adoptees in 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 the us they're normally black adopted by white you've got generational trauma as well so you know i've been on holiday in africa i've i've met i've met people who are in the tribe that uh, you know i've been <laughs> i've been to hotels where staff the staff are mandinka tribe which was alex haley's book alex haley was mandinka tribe from uh, until you know and, and they were they were slaves that the british people um captured and shipped over to the to the colonies right so I, i'm aware of generational trauma you've got other stuff like that um uh anna maria um, so I don't know, do adopters have a time higher tolerance and pain? I'm not sure. I only know my own experience. Uh, I suspect perhaps, yeah. Um, Anna Maria, are you are you affirming that the pain of trauma lessened when the questions about your birth mother, father were revealed to you? Uh yes. So when I had that, when I had that falling in love with my birth mother, that lessened my trauma. Yeah, that it's insights lessen trauma. I'm trying to catalyze the Thriving Adoptees podcast is me trying to capture the insights that people have had in adoption in the hope that those insights will catalyze insights in the listeners. And it's I'm trying to do exactly the same with this webinar today. I'm trying to uh, express my insights capture my insights, share my insights in that, that hope that they catalyze them within you. Insights change change the world. No. Uh, Darren says, America has 70% of the determiners in the world, right? Uh, Joe says, thank you, Aaron. Um, not unsurprisingly. Uh, Joe, yeah, sounds sensible. Um, uh, Marilyn, in terms of the book and healing, should does it matter to us as adoptees that Nancy Varia is not an adoptee but an adoptive parent? Yes, it should. Um, and uh, Vin's had answered that one. Is the lack of science proving a primal wound that is until recently is not being identified as a field of study? I don't know, Tina. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm not aware of this. Um, I do think that the field of study should be who we are, not how we think, if that makes any difference. Uh, Katie said, same. Yeah, answer that. Uh, I question it too. I'm curious how you believe that, uh, Darren says, how, uh, how you believe that the primal wound is a misdiagnosis? Well, I'm just explaining my belief. So I think it's a misdiagnosis because um, I think my opinion, I think that Nancy is blaming what is human on adoption. 
Uh, Nadia, what would your advice be for adoptee where to start to heal the anger? Uh, find somebody ahead of you on the journey and explore it with them. Um, there does seem to be a relinquishment trauma. Yes, yes, I felt it. Definitely, I felt it. But my trauma isn't who I am, so I'm focusing on who I am, not how I feel. Uh, don't uh, Vin saying that the parents don't agree with the book? Well, yeah, maybe. Um, uh, Darren saying uh, our bodies remember it, our subconscious mind remembers it. Uh, that would seem to be the the perceived wisdom. Um, uh, Joe it goes into like yeah, um, the, every, every, all this stuff right is uh, all this stuff is, is 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 treating something that is physical. It, we're looking at the physics rather than upstreams of the physics. And I believe that the answer is, that, in my opinion, that's where I found the most interesting stuff. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so Joe says, uh, she, she loves the advice, find somebody ahead of you on the journey. Yeah, so there are a lot of mentors that I see, uh, influencers who, um, well, I had one on the podcast who told me that she was starting therapy uh, in a couple of weeks and she'd been influencing for quite a while. And that, for me, that's kind of the wrong way around. You do your inner work first before you do your outer work and carry on the inner work. It's like I, I, I continue to do two hours a day and look at me. I'm running out of time. I was trying to do it in, in an hour. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to skip to the next bit. And then if anybody's got some more, hopefully we've answered the questions for section two along, along the way. Um, uh, Anna says, perhaps primal wound is not a forever state, but you have described the exact previous exhibited. Okay, so, all right, this is genius. I heard this from somebody else this morning. Um, we're talking about the difference between the nature of our mind and our state of mind. The nature of our mind and the state of our mind. The nature of our, our state of mind goes up and down. I feel insecure. Right? I'm feeling a bit insecure now. I didn't plan the time out and I'm thinking I've got five minutes left. I'm feeling the state. I'm feeling a bit hot because I've got two jobs and I'm feeling a bit. You know, my, my, my mind isn't bingo. I'm thinking I'm rushing answers some of these questions. So my my state of mind goes up and down. Our level of consciousness goes up and down. Great book on this is um, Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. Scale of Human Consciousness. Huge book. Consciousness for me is where it's at. Um, Fred, uh, believe the trauma is response to the wound. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, real question is how to minimize negative impacts from scared, scared reactions. Um, 
Brad, uh, that wouldn't be my question. My my question would be, I've been moved. uh, My question is always to go upstream. So I'm looking from, uh, I'm looking upstream from uh, behaviours to feelings to thoughts to identity and and understanding consciousness, like understanding who we who we truly are. And it's a bit way out. Um, We we live in a world that's dominated by psychology rather than consciousness so you know we, we live in a world that's uh um where the you know scientific proof is 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 is, is the proof and and the material uh the ma- material paradigm rather than um idealism or non-duality or consciousness we're, we're focused that's the that that's the world and i was in that I studied it a lot in that world as well. And, and I found the world of consciousness more healing for me than the world of uh than the world of, of psychology. Just 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 my experience. And I've I've given I've given you the most visceral moments um that can other that other people can understand to today not all the huge learnings you know like i i've i fill a book of these i, I write stuff down from the, my learnings I, I do one of these every couple of every couple of months or so and 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 these mean something to me but they don't mean anything to anybody i've tried it and they don't i've just i'm going for the more visceral stuff um uh team Tina says maybe we can have an, uh, an after chat, not recorded. Um, yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Um, so I'm going to do. Uh, you're doing a terrific job, says Joe. Some chocolate for your state of mind. Thank you. Uh, I'm grateful for your work. Thank you, Joe. So I'm going to go into the third section now, and I'm, I'm not going to rush this. So if you need to go, then go. And I'm going to I'm going to talk about ten minutes about 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 this, and you can. You can you're gonna get the recording anyway. So if you need to go, then go and then just get when you get the recording, you can listen to the whole thing again. Um, which I would actually recommend. Uh, or if you don't want to do that, you just skip to 60 minutes and you'll get the last you'll get the last 10, 10 minutes of me when I'm done. Because I'm going to look at some metaphors that I've come up with now some of you will have heard these metaphors before but not in as much detail and depth so this is my metaphor for trauma because my trauma came out as anger french fist okay it's now and, and the clenched fist we do damage to people with clenched fists, right? I, I've been in fights as a as a as a kid. You know, um, we didn't at our school. We didn't have uh, playtime supervisors like they do now that stop kids fighting. The kids, the the boys, it was an all boys school, and we just sorted stuff out with our our fists. Different, you know. As I say, I'm fifty six tomorrow, so different days, very different to today's today's days. Today's days, today's. Um, so, but you know, the the, the clenched fist—that's the—that's not the natural, um, that's not the natural position of the hand, is it? The national, the natural position of the hand, is open. 
So when I open my fingers, unclench my fists, ba-ba. That, this is a glass diamond from Amazon. It was seven quid, seven pounds. It's about $7 at the moment, because I'm trying to see something. So that, that's who we are, in my opinion. So if you take nothing else from today, and I hope you've got loads, I'd like you to, I'd like to ask you a question. Is, is trauma a veil or a wound? Is trauma a veil or a wound? I'm slowing things down now on purpose, right? So does trauma hide who we are? Right? So this is, this is the trauma. I'm taking my anger out with my fists and I'm as a kid and I'm, and, and I'm but I, I can't, you know, I, I can't hit my birth mother. She's not with me. So I, but I, the anger towards her. Yeah. So it, 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 this is me. This is you. This is the spiritual essence of, of who we are. This is the trauma. Now, and, and it veils, in my opinion, it veils. It, it veils who we are. It, veils, it hides who we are. We can't see it. Nobody's pointed it out to us. And when they did point it out to us, we didn't believe them. Oh, Simon, you're perfect. Da, 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 da. Well, no, I don't agree with you. So the, it just like it's a, we, the brain, our brains have got bounces on the, on the pre, pre, prefrontal cortex. If, if you say something to me that I don't believe, I'm just, it's just, it, just, it just bounces off me. I don't believe it. I'm not going to take it in. So, um, and we've, we've seen some of that in there. We've seen some of that today. So um, this is this is this is who we truly are, right? As I say, seven miles. Now, I, I, this is me as a little kid, right? This is me as a slightly bigger one. My mum wants this back. Now, there's a difference in value between these things. You know, if they were real diamonds, but the difference between us as 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 human beings is. Is, is that uh, you know this has a finite value that goes up and down your value is infinite my value is infinite okay uh, vladimir putin's value is infinite he's a complete nutter but you know what happened to him right why is he such a nutter and he, he he's the same as he's the same as us it, it pains me to say it, but he's the same as us underneath his trauma, underneath, underneath his behaviour, underneath his feelings, underneath his thoughts. And I clearly don't like, like the guy, but, you know, we, 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 are, we, we all have um, infinite value, right? The other thing about a diamond. Okay, so the trauma, okay, the trauma, my fist, I cannot, with this fist, I cannot damage this piece of glass. My, my fist just, it just can't do it. No way. No, no, no. Glass is the, you know, the, the, the toughest, one of the toughest 
substances known to, uh, to to humans, right? I can't I can't crush it. I can't damage it. I can't I can't I can only hide it. I can't damage it. And I should have. I meant to get a, a knife, right? If this pen was a knife, could I cut the diamond? Could I cut the glass? No. No chance. No cut. There's no cut. We cannot cut who we truly are. And here's, here's, the, um, here's the thing. No cut, no wound. No cut, no wound. I'm, I'm jumping straight ahead to the end of that. Right. No cut, no cut, um, no, no blood transfusion, no stitches, no need even to, to wash, wash the wound, no need for, uh, no need to guard against gangrene, right? No need to uh, put antiseptic on it to ward against infection, no need to bandage it no need for band-aids plasters whatever you call them in your part of the world no need for bandages bandages band-aids or plasters sticking plasters healing plasters no because the diamond which is you is unwoundable i have felt wounded you have felt wounded i'm shaking with the profundity of this, hoping that I'm not overcooking it. You have felt wounded, but you have not been wounded because we are not our feelings. We are not our trauma. Find somebody, if this isn't making sense to you, find, find somebody, this, uh, this, uh, one of my uh, mentors does this all the time, I think it's so powerful. Find somebody that's better at expressing it. If if you if you don't think that I'm talking the truth, I know a guy who is talking the truth. He's, he's called Rupert Spira. Rupert R U P E R T Spira S P I R A. Right? He's the guy. He's the guy that's been studying stuff, consciousness, who we truly are, for forty five years. He's the stuff that's been talking about for ten years. What I do is I take I take all the stuff in from all the different people, my different mentors, and I wrap it up into a bow that is adopt adopt adoption specific, um, and 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 tailor everything to to adoptees. But I'm 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 a total amateur at this. He is just like brilliant. So find if you if this isn't making sense to you, you think, hmm, kind of making some sense. But Simon's not expressing it correctly. Check out Rupert's file. So my third, my, my second metaphor, I'm not a very good driver. And a few years ago, I wrote off a Lotus. A Lotus, a little sports car. Uh, I never took it out in the, in the winter because you didn't want to get it dirty and it wasn't very good in the wet and ice and stuff like that. So it, it, it stayed... For the winter, it stayed at my friend's in my friend's warehouse because we're on the guy garage under a cover, keeping it nice and warm. I collected it on on uh, Easter Easter Saturday after a Good Friday uh, lads lunch, and and 
we had a lot of wine and food and I wasn't in a great great space the following morning I went to get it fun lunchtime and I took I, and I, I took it down a road that I don't really know and I went too fast and I and I took off I, like over this little hump and ran through and and, and and the car just luckily just went straight through the this field the car disintegrated I was okay I was okay. But even if I hadn't been okay, the space in the car was unwounded. The space in the car. So I say spirit, right? Spirit. The closest thing that we can get to spirit is space. It's that essence of who we are. And the scientists say this, right? They, 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 they keep on going down, down, don't they, into the, into the um, um, you know, with their... Uh, uh, their their microscopes, and and they still can't, you know, they they still find the keep still keep on finding more and more space um, within the atoms, the subatoms, the quarks, and stuff like that. There's nothing there. Like, don't the scientists say that you know, ninety seven percent of the universe is still black space? So space on the outside, space on the inside, and this is an, an, another one, another reason why. I believe the body keeps the score isn't quite isn't quite uh, there, is because every cell in our body is replaced every seven years. So the body keeps the score. It may the body may keep the score, but we are not our body. And getting a bit esoteric here, so um, I'll give you one final insight into why the body isn't. We are not our bodies because we are. You know, we we I believe. You know, until very recently, uh, I'm Simon. I'm this body, and and inside this body, there's this mind, and inside this mind, there's this brain. Inside the brain, there's a mind. Right. So this is this is called the materialistic paradigm, right? Um, but uh, I saw my father-in-law, um, father-in-law's body about seven years ago. He died, and he wasn't there. The animating life force, the spirit, the consciousness that he was, the thing that made Bill, Bill wasn't there. His spirit was long gone. And that spirit is, is more like space than things. So getting a bit, um, getting a bit esoteric there. Um, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll, I've got two more metaphors for you, which are really quick. And you like this one because, well, I like this one because people talk about coming out of the fog, right? Well, what 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 can you see in the fog? You can see the lighthouse. So, we're the lighthouse, not the fog. So we don't need to be enlightened because we are light. We are light and darkened. We are light and darkened. We are. The same. The, the the diamond um is in the light now, okay, and then uh, in my hand it's in the dark. So the lightness that we are is endarkened. And finally, one from the so that's one I, I made up uh, a couple of days ago. And this one, and have fun with play play with this. If you don't like my metaphor, come on another one. I came up with uh there's another one for Rupert Spira. Okay, this is the this is like a Buddhist Buddhist one. It's he's just taking it from somebody else. I think we think 
that we're the clouds. The clouds are our feelings, are our thoughts. We're the sky. So we're the sky on which our thoughts appear. So sometimes the day is completely overcast like it was in Milwaukee earlier, right? The, 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 the sky is completely overcast. And we think, I can't see, can't see any sky. Then there's a little bit of blue sky. And, and we think that, yeah, that's our little glimpse of who we are. Um, so um, I'm going to go, uh, uh, Alison, thanks for sending this out. Can we share the recording out to others? Yes. Yes. And I'm probably going to make it into a podcast as well. Uh, Dan Gray, you have such amazing insights. Very thought prov thought pr provocative. Great, thank you, Dan. Uh, is there a transcript available? Yes, I could probably get one of those done. Yeah, thank you, uh, Fred. Trauma is a response to a wound. Uh, Joe, diamond diamond come from being crushed, or else you would just be coal. So we must thank our trauma. Lol. So there's limitations. Uh, to every metaphor, definitely. Uh, Tim Shop, that's deep, Simon. Yes, intentionally, Tim. That's where all the treasure is. Uh, Marianne, it's helpful you've given a new perspective, food for thought. The diamond metaphor is useful. We are rid of the primal wound if it doesn't exist. Oh, yes, I like that, Marianne. Friend Nikora, would suggest we are a result of genetics and our experiences. Yeah, well, our body is. Um, but I kind of like, I've, maybe I've gone into that. Uh, I think we're we're at different we're at different. It's like who we are. So are we our are we our behavior? Are we our what? We well, are we our body? Are we our behavior? Are we our thoughts? Are we our feelings? Are we all that? So it, it's it's we we could say well we're all of those things, or we're one of those things. It's like it it it's it depends on how we identify what we are. So um, I'm looking at, uh, uh, I am, um, so uh, I am that I am, it's a religious thing. I am that I, I am that I am, right? So I am, uh, so one minute I am insecure, the next minute I am secure. One minute I am uh, confident, the next minute I am worried. I'm looking at not the end of the sentence. I am looking at the start of the sentence, that I am bit. And as far as uh, Rupert Spire does a great, does some great stuff in terms of uh, looking at this body stuff. Um, so thanks, Fred. Uh, love the sky cloud metaphor. That's one of Rupert's. Um, uh, Marion uh, says, my memoir theme is perceived wound of a complex adoption loss. Thanks, Fred. Cool. Agreed. So um, I, uh, I think that's, I think that's us done. So I was a, a quote. I, I thought I'd have, I didn't have enough to say. So um, I've had too much to say. So I'm going to end the recording now, unless anybody's got any last uh, questions. And then I'm going to stay on for a chat for, for, for 10 minutes 
um, and then um, we'll see if any see if anything goes. So uh, Fred says this was awesome. Thank you, uh, Fred. I'm delighted that you you said it was awesome because I've just been um, uh, slightly disagreeing with you. Um, and uh, isn't it great that we can have different levels? You know, like it's yeah. Oh, my heart's really jumping out of of its of its skin here, because how often is it that you know disagreements stop debate? You know, how often do we get so annoyed with the other person that we can't we can't come continue continuing the um, uh, continuing the conversation? So, Fred, I, I'm that 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 comment really lands for me. So, thank you for saying that, and I'm loving the hammer. Joe says, uh, we are spiritual beings having a human experience is truth. Oh, okay. Yes. Spiritual bypass, spiritual bypass. So, um, but being spiritual risk, risk pushing away, spiritual gaslighting, things that are real to the experience. Your thoughts are not you, but they tell you about your experience. Primal wound or original wound or even point of learning, not a pain of stasis. I love this talk. Great. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, spiritual kind of like this. Um, uh, it's called spiritual. Um, what's it called? Yeah, spiritual gaslighting. Spiritual. Um, I said it once. Uh, bypass. It, it means kind of uh, pretending everything is okay. So in my uh, in, in my um, description of the podcast, I still say that I still struggle. Okay, so I struggle i get impatient with people i get i feel insecure um so i no way perfect um uh, thank you lisa uh that ability to degree that ability to disagree is awesome brother thanks friend so yeah i still have shit so i was supposed to say it's a sh1 team not supposed to lie lie supposed to swear um so and I, I, I kind of like I, I bounce my my negative feelings matter less to me. I, I thought about saying, you know, what what is healing to me? What to me, what is healing is um, not being as bothered by the negative feelings that I had. I have that. That's what healing is. Not being as bothered. It's it's not about not feeling insecure or not feeling negative. It's being less bothered. So people say that what we resist persists. What we resist persists. So what we fight against stays on. The civil war um, the, the, in our heads, the, in the uncivil war, it continues when what we want is peace. But what we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to spiritually bypass peace. Peace. That's not one I'm advocating. Uh, and we're at the edges edges of my ability to explain that properly. So, um, yeah, spiritual bypass. Totally agree, Joe. Thank you for that. Um, maybe I could do that next time. So, uh, let's um, let's stop the recording there, and um, and people can come on and have uh, chats. Okay. Uh, thank thank you, podcast listeners, or thank you, recording listeners. We're just going to have a, a chat with the group now. Thanks.